what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Think about it. My name is Quincy. And this is my show. The Talk to Q Radio Show. Call it, go ahead. Hey Q, how are you? What up, what up? Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. Bad man posted some of the chat room that almost made me choke over here. My man Ray out there in New Jersey. Ray, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? You know, I ain't telling you don't screw. Screwing is cool. Some women are down for it. I said some, not all. This is a show that people are supposed to get their opinion and tell what they think. What's going on, people? I would like to welcome all of you to another live call-in edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And on tonight's show, we're discussing TV shows and movies. What are you binge-watching during this quarantine period? You know, a lot of us are stuck at home, and we need something to do to pass the time. I'll ask my callers what they're watching. We'll talk about which streaming service may give you the best bang for your buck, and we'll also get into what will happen to the movie theater industry going forward after all of this COVID-19 stuff is over. But first, let me explain how this show works to those who may be new to it. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunities to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, celebrities, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant to what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step in on your soapbox is 516-595-8306. That's 516-595-8306. And as I mentioned earlier, if you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, hit 1 on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Once you call into the show, then be prepared to face my show legend. A show legend is someone who's participated or contributed to the show so many times that they've reached legendary status. They have priority when it comes to discussion, and you'll get to know them by voice over time. With enough participation, maybe someday you can be a show legend. Now, other ways you can contribute to this show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. 
There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. You can also join the interactive chat room and respond to topics along with others there. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to Talk to Q. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and any other podcast aggregator, and just pick up where you left off. All right, maintenance complete. All right, and that's how we get down here on T2Q, show number 789-516-595-8306 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. And um, before we get into what are we watching, we want to first start with what are we watching it on? You know, there are a ton of options when it comes to TV viewing right now. When, when I think back, it's kind of hard to believe that most people my age and older grew up with just four four TV stations, you know, four broadcast stations on TV. I was in high school when my family finally decided to get cable, and it opened up a whole new world to me. Now you could argue that there's too much TV to watch. If you find yourself saying there's nothing on TV in today's time, then, I don't know, you probably have ADHD or something. I mean, there's Netflix, Hulu, Sling, Disney+, Plus, and, and more, not to mention your traditional satellite and cable companies and new streaming services like Peacock and HBO Max. Which one is better? Which one gives you, you know, the best value? Well, let me get to the phone lines. Baby. From the 248 area code, the outskirts of the Motor City of Detroit, please welcome on the author, the show hostess, the show legend, Miss Crystal Hickerson. Chris, what's going on today? Thank you. How are you? I am doing well. Glad to have you aboard. And uh, yeah. how are things up there in Michigan? Uh, you know, it got kind of cool down here, and we're expecting it to be 43 degrees this weekend. So what's it like up there? <laughs> 43 degrees and Mississippi. Well, uh, <laughs> that's my kind of weather. Uh, we are actually kind of cool right now. Uh, we're in the 50s. And this mm-hmm. week we're going to get down into some frost kind of weather into the 20s and with a high in the 40s. So it's going to get kind of mm. cold, you know. But, hey, it's Michigan. We're used to it. And um, we just wrap up extra tight and just, you know, we go with the flow. So it, it is what it is. You know, it's Michigan. What, what are you going to do? <laughs> I know, right? I can deal with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I was born up there, maybe. But being that I'm just southern bred, I, I, that would be a struggle. It really would be. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, since it's cold I guess or cool for you mm-hmm. and um, you know I know the country is starting to open back up a little bit but a lot of us are still deciding to play it safe and stay at home and we got to have yeah. something to watch so I know you're a huge TV and movie fan and what is your prefer like what streaming service are you using to watch TV shows and movies the most you know, or are you doing things the old-fashioned way and just doing cable and satellite? 
No. I do have cable. Um, I have cable to support my streaming services. I have Roku, um, which, you know, is a streaming platform. And on it, I have HBO. I have Stars. I have Disney. I have, you know, um, CBS, which, you know, they have their own, you know, um, system where you, you know, actually have to pay for. Um, and that's all because of Star Trek. Okay, there it is. And uh, <laughs> I have Amazon. You know, I have Prime Video, uh, which is Amazon, which is amazing. Amazon Prime. I love it for the movies and, you know, TV shows. And I also love it for shopping, which I've unfortunately got really into. <laughs> but hey, um, Amazon Prime is but, the truth. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I have Showtime. I have, well, on my cable, I have all of those, all the channels, all the movie channels, which I don't really need. <laughs> but um, hmm. I have them. And... And so when I go to my streaming, like on Roku, then I can see everything there. And that's really why it's hard for me to stop, because if I stop them on cable, then I won't be able, I'll have to pay for them individually. So I was like, well, I might as well keep the cable, and then I can just watch whatever I want when I want. So, so yeah. Well, it sounds like I watch you everything. had just about everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's okay for me because if you are a person who actually does like videos, um, whether it's YouTube where you get your, you know, your, your YouTubers and, and bloggers, um, or you are really into movies and you have other kind of, you know, TV shows you may watch, if you are like that, then it does pay for itself. But if you are a person who really doesn't watch a lot of TV and movies, then yeah, that would be a little much, and you would be be wasting your money. But I'm not because I actually do use the services. Okay. Well, see, I have Directv, and even though mm-hmm. I'm at I'm at home, I cannot watch enough TV to justify what they charge. They they are absolutely ridiculous. But um, <laughs> as far as some of my other services, I have Netflix, I have Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and I do not use it enough. I I've only really just watched one show on Amazon Prime. I really don't even know what they have to offer, to be honest with you. And it's a ton of of um, content. But I think what bothers me the most about I you know I have the Fire Stick, and I think what bothers me the most about Amazon Prime is that mm-hmm. their home screen is so busy. They're so busy trying to sell you shows, and they have all these things all over the place that you really can't tell what's available for free and what's not. And I don't know. I just, I don't like their user interface at all. So I tend not well, to actually, really just watch. Actually, as someone who goes on a lot to Amazon Prime, they actually cater. It's like I say, I am a, I love horror and thriller movies and those, you know, paranormal type of stuff. So when I mm-hmm. go on to Amazon Prime, they give me a list of stuff that I would probably watch. And and that's from the movies to documentaries to TV shows. So they kind of cater it to what I actually do watch. And a lot of a lot of those sites do that. Once, you, but you have to go on. Otherwise, and you can't let like, yeah, yeah. for instance, Netflix. If you share Netflix with other people, you have to create accounts for them, and then tell them do not go into my 
Netflix <laughs> account. And mess up my recommendations. Or YouTube. Yeah, it totally throws off everything. So, yeah, you have to be very careful of that. But otherwise, yeah, it really does cater to you. Sometimes too much. I'm like, okay, yeah, I love, you know, I love all the horror and stuff, but I just want to watch a romantic comedy. Where can I find that at? But it is on there at the top screen where they have just browse, and then it will give you regular stuff, you know. But your main screen will give you what you watch. So, But you have to use okay. it in order to get it personalized like that. Well, see, I just recently invested in a TiVo Stream 4K. And the TiVo Stream mm-hmm. 4K is essentially like a – a little dongle you plug into your HDMI port in the back of your TV, kind of like a Fire Stick or something, mm-hmm. or a Roku Stick. Yeah. And I didn't even know they still it does had everything. TV. Still thriving. And even wow. though they're, they're, they do the same thing that a Roku or a Fire Stick can do, um, the only mm-hmm. difference is that they access a whole bunch of applications and kind of aggregate them together. So, for example, if you have a subscription mm-hmm. to Netflix or Hulu or or Sling TV, if you have subscriptions to mm-hmm. all of them, if you search for a show, it will search each of your accounts and bring up the show for each account. So you can watch it, you know, oh, via that's Netflix. Or, yeah, so it kind mm-hmm. of, you know, con- aggregates everything together, uh, regardless of what service that you use. And that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you may have a season available on one application and not another. So rather than having to go load up Netflix to watch this, and then load up Hulu to watch that. It just brings it all together, including, you know, live TV on, on Sling TV and things. So I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, it is cool. And actually, Roku has something similar to that on a couple of their stations and channels, but I don't usually go to those because I'm so used to just going to my individual accounts. But, yeah, I guess I could look into that, and that would be more convenient, you know, yeah. Yeah, and I really like the Roku. I know a lot of people have Fire Sticks because they like to sideload them and, you know, get mm-hmm. all the, mm-hmm. the movies on the black market and things of that nature, which is not necessarily always reliable. But Roku has a right. ton of content, and it may not be some of this new release stuff, but they have a ton of right. content for free. They really do. Well, so they I, do I, I because really... they actually have where, and I'm not sure about the other streaming pr- platforms, but on Roku, you can upload your own actual, you know, um, app. You can create your own app, and you huh. can then upload it onto Roku. And then, you know, you tell people, hey, go to my Roku account on such and such. And it's like it's like kind of like a, a YouTube, I guess. But you create that site yeah. to play whatever movies or whatever you want, and um, or maybe your own content. But um, yeah, you can do that. I've never done that because I figure, oh, okay, that's too much work. But for those people who want to do that, they can do that on their own. There's a ton that's of stuff like idea. that you'll find. Yeah, it's really to interesting. A, to be a YouTuber and to have, um, have your show on, have an app on Roku, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so. yeah, you could if you wanted to. Yeah. And I know some of these names may sound foreign to some of the listeners, um, but you really need to check some of this stuff out because – I mean, you can just have a world of entertainment right at your fingertips with some of these um, devices. And uh, have you used Quibi yet, the mobile application? No, I haven't. I haven't. And um, I did want to mention, um, I know you mentioned Sling, 
I do want to mention Pluto TV, which I always talk about to other people, because Pluto is absolutely free. And um, it has, you know, it has ads on there, but the ads are not disruptive to your movie. And the movie that you may watch is just the full movie. It's not, it doesn't take out any of the cursing or whatever scenes. Right. So it's a full actual movie. And then you can watch live TV for free. So if you don't have cable or anything, you know, if you have at least, you know, internet, then I would suggest Pluto and it would not try to have you buy anything because everything is like 40 bucks, you know, for YouTube has their own thing, Sling and others, yeah. and, but you have to purchase them in order to utilize them. But for Pluto, you don't have to purchase anything, which is amazing. So I always Definitely. suggest that to people. Yeah, and I like some of the stations they offer. You may be able to watch, you know, 24 hours of Beavis and Butthead, if that's your thing. Uh, they have a James <laughs> Bond channel. Um, you know, they have mm-hmm. horror channels, com- comedy channels, news channels. They have a bunch of stuff. So uh, yeah, I enjoy that. There's also one called Tubi TV, T-U-B-I, which also is free yeah. and offers a lot of content. Mm-hmm. And uh, But as far as Quibi is concerned, um Oh, I'm sorry. And I also want to mention, you said Sling TV. Right now, Sling mm-hmm. TV has something called Happy Hour, and they're free between, okay. I think, 5, five o'clock and midnight every night. Um, so right okay. now, for those who are quarantined, you can get Sling TV for free between 5 and midnight every night. Um, okay, so you get but, your prime time uh, stuff. Right. So, but with Quibi, Quibi, the one thing I don't like about it is that it's, you can only use it on your phone, I think, in tablets only right now. You cannot put okay. it on your television. Mm-hmm. They say that they're coming mm-hmm. to TV, but I don't know when. But they have some great shows on Quibi. Every show, mm-hmm. is, every episode, rather, is 10 minutes or less. All right. And they come okay. out daily, Monday through Friday, like soap operas. And right now mm-hmm. I'm watching a show called Most Dangerous Game which is um, stars Liam Hemsworth, the guy, Chris Hemsworth, the guy that plays Thor, his brother. They look like twins. Mm-hmm. But um, it stars him and um, what's the other guy's name? Christopher Waltz, I think. And really good show, really good show. Uh, they re, re, um, revived Reno 911. They used to come on Comedy Central back in the day. So now that's mm-hmm. on Quibi. And they have a bunch of other shows. I mean, from reality to drama to uh, romantic comedies, they have it all, 10 minutes or less, episodes every day. It is great. It's free for the first month and four ninety nine mm-hmm. after that each month. Mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend it. And it's formatted for your phone. Um, so, I mean, it looks, it looks great. It really does. I was impressed. But let me ask you, what are you watching? You know, give the listeners – a list of some binge-worthy shows. <laughs> well, um, well, of course, I um, I just got through watching. Um, oh, oh, what's it called? A little, um, little fires, and that is with Kerry Washington and Reese Witherspoon. Um, and I may not be pronouncing it right exactly because I have to. <laughs> I think it's. Um, a lot of little fires, or a little fire. It is I've a heard really of it. good. I know what you're uh, about. Yeah, it's a really good um, series. It's on Hulu. It's an actual and um, Hulu original, 
And um, it was, it's over now, but so you can go back, you can literally binge it because it was one of those where you, um, you know, you look at it and then you have to go back wait for a week, you know, like a regular show. <laughs> and that, you know, that was a little annoying. But it's now over. It's just a, um, a limited series. But it was really, actually really good. And um, so that, that was great to binge. Um, um, Little Fires Everywhere, that's the name of it. So I watched that, and that okay. was great. Um, also, and like I said, it was a Hulu original, so you have to have Hulu in order to watch it. I um, I just, well, I just watched, you know, Becoming, of course, with Michelle Obama, um, you know, kind of based on her book, okay. but it was really just her, her book tour. Um, with her talking about her, herself being a, um, a, a uh, you know, first lady, being in the struggles that they went through. Um, she was very honest and um, about everything. And and it was really about her. You know, at first I thought it was going, it's on Netflix, so it's a Netflix original. And I was thinking, okay, this is going to be, you know, Obama, her, but really it wasn't. And you know what was so interesting about that? You know, I looked at some of the reviews from some people, and he actually had a black guy who does radio say he was a little annoyed <laughs> with mm-hmm. some of some of the things that she said on, um, hmm. you know, on the show, on her, you know, on the becoming. And he was like, because of the way. She portrayed black men, and uh-uh. <laughs> I mean, and I know why she, why he said that. Um, first of all, a she of course has the best black men ever <laughs> in the fucking world, <laughs> and, um, and she talked about how they met and, and everything. You're right, you know, and you know, and, and everything. But she did say some things about. Female, not just blacks, but of course, you know, she made it specific to blacks and women of color, but also mm-hmm. any woman who is going through things and going through life and trying to figure out, because her whole main platform is about young women and, you know, allowing them to know their worth before they get out there in the real world and, you know, and all that. So she talks a lot about, you know, women empowerment and things of that nature. So maybe that's what sparked, you know, kind of a becoming was really good. I, I enjoyed it. It gave me the hope again, you know, that hope that you felt that warm, fuzzy right. feeling when they were in, you know, there in the white house and you felt good about life and everything. Um, <laughs> and, and it, it, you know, it, it did spark that. So I, I definitely tell people, Hey, go and, and check it out. It's only, you know, an hour and a half or whatever, just a typical you know, time, so it's not going to take you long. Um, also, the new, there's a new um, show out called Black as Fuck. Um, <laughs> hashtag. Oh, yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Black AF, <laughs> but we all know what that means. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just started watching it. My my son turned me on to it. He's like, hey, have you watched that yet? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get around to it at some point in life. But it's actually really funny. It's... um. And, you know, it's about the guy who produced. It's kind of a, a mockumentary is the best way to put it. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, you know, so he talks about all of the things that he's done. He's done a lot of the black movies um, and things of that nature. And, of course, 
he did um, Black-ish and Mixed-ish and all that kind of stuff. So he did a lot of those things, plus other movies, other actual movies and things like that. So it's kind of like a mockumentary on his family and how, you know, he deals with Hollywood and all of that. So, but it's funny. It's kind of an um, an um, sarcastic, funny, you know, kind of a dry, sarcastic humor. Humor. So, yeah. And he's gotten some some backlash from the show. I mean, people have criticized mm-hmm. the show, sure. saying that they can't relate <laughs> and that it's not necessarily black AF, <laughs> so to speak. You know. Watched, you know what? I've, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've watched three episodes. Okay, and mm-hmm. the I. I, I off the top, I'm going to say, right now, I don't think the show three episodes in, in is a, is as funny as Blackish, the show that comes on ABC. But I do right, think right, that right. it's funny. I think that um, that um, Kenya Barris, the main character, he's hilarious because mm-hmm. it's like you really yes, believe yes. everything he's saying on the show. And the <laughs> right. only disconnect I have is that, you know, as an old school black kid growing up in the South, I couldn't mm-hmm. talk like that to my parents. That the way that his kids talk to him, his kids, mm-hmm. you know, they they're basically like they're talking to their friends or something. They can say some very disrespectful things, so it feels kind of awkward. But you know, this guy mm-hmm. is super rich. He grew up differently, and so I think it kind of gives you a different look because every you know black family didn't grow up like you know Good Times or Cosby Show or where. You had the dad who well, everyone was afraid exactly. of and stuff like that. So I think it's right. a different look, and I kind of, I kind of like that now that I'm used to it. And I'm gonna, mm-hmm. you know, watch the entire season. But I mean, I think the show is fine. Yeah. I really do, and I think he's hilarious. He is hilarious, and like and, I said, I, I always throw this out as a warning for people. It is dry humor. It is sarcastic, and it's you know almost a little bit of you know satire and those kinds of things. We have, um, you know, Rashida Jones, you know, Quincy Jones's daughter, and she is the wife. And one of the things I have to say about um, Rashida, I'm a huge fan of The Office, okay? And so those people who know about The Office know that she was on that show. And on the show, she was um, portrayed as an Italian-American. And right. that was hilarious. Because um, her mother, Peggy Lipton, was not Italian. <laughs> you know, she was, you know, she was European, but um, she was, I think she was uh, mainly like uh, Canadian or something. I have to look it up. But she was not Italian. So I was like, where are you guys getting this from? Why would you call her, right. um, I think her name name on the show was Karen Filippelli and all that kind of stuff. And, yep. yeah, she looked, you know, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, Filippelli. You know, and I was like, what? Black. Why didn't you put that in the show? Because that would actually have been interesting. Here she's, you know, she's mixed, she's half, she's black, but she is white as well, you know. And but they did do that, so I always thought that was interesting. And I never really, I haven't heard her talk about it. She probably has, because you know, just knowing Rashida, she probably has talked about it. But I, I haven't um, run across that. But um, so when she did this show and, and other things that she's done, I was like. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. But um, but also, but it speaks to hashtag black as fuck, because I think what he's saying in this is that he is black, children are black, you know, and that he, um, this is a part of who we are, 
you know, it, we're not all just hood niggas <laughs> running around killing people or whatever. That we are more than that. We we have evolved, you know, to you know to. There's so many other types that don't get recognition or even get looked at because everything, you know, that Hollywood wants to do is just those kinds of, you know, criminal or your, yeah, you know, yeah. your next Tiffany fucking Haddish, which I cannot stand, but we won't go there, um, and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I mean, we're not just those people. You know those caricatures. You know we are regular people, um, and I know regular. You know he is rich, but there are hell of a lot of rich black people today. You know, and these kids are growing up rich black, so that's their identity. But we don't all have to stay into this one little, you know, circle of. Hood niggas who just everybody is poor and everybody is horrible and everything is horrible. You know, it's not just that. I mean, there's still horror, and he talks about it in the show, you know, in a funny way. But there's still things that we deal with, that rich people deal with, that everybody deals with. Just because you're black, we're all the same. Even though we, I may be rich and you may be poor, or you know, whatever he's saying, right, he's famous right. and he's rich, and these kids didn't grow up that way or whatever. But they're still black, <laughs> so you know they are, that's what we have in common. And I think um, he did a, one of the episodes. He talked about uh, why he loved wearing this gold chain that he had, this really expensive gold chain. <laughs> and you know, they always people have always said that black people are flashy and we wear the jewelry and stuff like that. And he kind of breaks it down as far as why he had. I know that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Got, yeah, when he got to a certain point financially that he had to have this mm-hmm. chain. And I thought that was interesting. But I, in all honesty, I think a lot of the criticism on this show is um, something you um, mentioned recently on Facebook. I think it's colorism. I think that, you know, for oh, a yeah. show that has black, black sure. in the title and so many characters are light-skinned, you know, or fair-skinned, mm-hmm. that it, it just rubs some people the wrong way, as if, you know, light-skinned is not considered black. You know, I, I just, I, I think, yeah, I think that's part <laughs> of the criticism. So, and the thing is, I, saw, I mean, just look at look at look at Rashida. She is half black and half white. Ever in America, it don't matter, or probably probably across the world, it doesn't matter if you, if you are uh, another person of color and you're in your background there's African or whatever ancestors in your background you're black i mean it's just that's the way society deals with you it doesn't matter how light-skinned you are it doesn't matter you know (laughs) and you know you know i always want to go into the um the idea of africans who are getting a lot of um actual africans i don't consider myself african-american i'm black american africans who are now infiltrating you know models in the fashion world and in in TV or whatever, and now they don't look like us. Okay, they look African. Yeah. All right, and yeah. they're very very dark skinned, which is fine, whatever. But they don't look like Black Americans. But they are the ones who are supposed to be representative of all Black people, which is BS. <laughs> you know. So I'm sorry, people. Most of us are mixed. 
Now, it may be a smaller percentage to a larger percentages, but most of black Americans are mixed from, mixed from slavery, and especially in today's world where more blacks are, you know, marrying white people or other races or whatever. We're all mixed. So you can't negate that, you know, just because it may be something you don't want to deal with. I don't know. But, yeah, colorism is Absolutely. Big, huge. Absolutely. It really is. And a lot of people can't tell, you know, what nationality or what race uh, Rashida Jones is. But, um, I mean, once she introduces herself as Rashida, you should be able to figure it out. Uh, no, damn, that to... isn't the blackest name ever. <laughs> Rashida damn Jones. Be... Damn. <laughs> she has to be the only Rashida to play an Italian. She has to be the only one to play an Italian. But you know what's hilarious is that she really does look a lot like her mother. If you look at Peggy Lipton when she was still alive, she really looks like her mother. She has a color from her from her father, Quincy. But her features are really, she looks a lot like her mother, who was a beautiful woman. And so... You know, but that's something she should embrace, and that's another thing. You can't be mixed and embrace your other races that you are very much a part of. You can't even talk about it. You're just black. You know, so that's another thing. Right, and so as far as what I'm watching, um, I mentioned the most dangerous game in Reno 911 earlier. I'm also watching this show. For I've gotten into, you speak of African, I've gotten into a couple mm-hmm. of African shows on Netflix. Uh, one of them is called mm-hmm. Queen Sono. Queen Sono is like a, a female James Bond, and it takes okay. place in Africa. It is very interesting. Only like six episodes, I think, to for the first season, mm-hmm. but I, I really enjoy the show. Uh, there's another show called The Agent, which is about a guy who is a... I'm a sports agent for a soccer for soccer players over in Africa, which you know soccer is huge over there, and so he's mm-hmm. managing the lives of the agents and you know trying to cover for the soccer player that's cheating on his wife and you know doing things I guess agents have to do in order to make their players happy, and it's very interesting and I, like I said, I'm just attracted to these shows as of late out of Africa. Uh, as far as the United States is concerned, I'm catching up on Black Lightning, which is a CW show which features a superhero. Um, okay. And then I've been watching The Office again. You mentioned The Office, uh, so I'm watching that again. And because my my lady has never seen The Office, so I'm going <laughs> back through it with her, and it's just as hilarious the second time around. Oh, and I started watching. Six- Millions time around. <laughs> yes, yes, that show is one of the one of the best written shows. I mean, and um, I started watching Curb Your Enthusiasm because I, I guess for me, um, with quarantining, it's about catching up on shows I never watched. You know, since there are no mm-hmm. sports for me, and I'm about to lose my mind without any sports, so I have to find something <laughs> to. I said, well, let me go back and watch this show. I've never seen it. Curb Your Enthusiasm mm-hmm. came out in like 2001, I think, and um, I started the first mm-hmm. season. It's a very funny show. And uh, have you ever seen Fargo, the TV series? Not the TV series, of course. I've seen the movie several times, but um, mm-hmm. no, I haven't. I never watched the actual um, TV show. So the TV show is pretty good. I've only watched the first season, and I think it's kind of like True Detective. I think each season is kind of independent. Um, mm-hmm. But Billy Bob Thornton is a serial killer in the first season. It is really good. Oh, okay. It is very 
he is as creepy as they come. And so um, I don't know who was in season two. I, I heard Chris Rock is going to be in season three. Um, so Fargo is. Oh, really good. so they have a different kind of the criminal each each season's a different. Yeah, and so let's see. The Last Dance. That's how I get my sports fixed. Watching a documentary about the Chicago Bulls. Uh, I haven't watched that yet. I do plan on watching it. It's very interesting. It's very interesting to get a mm-hmm. perspective from uh, Michael Jordan and some of the players as far as how life was for them in the 1998 season, their final season. Mm-hmm. And then they go back to, you know, the early years of the players and you get the Dennis Rodman story. And his story is very yeah, okay. interesting with him and Carmen. Oh, Electra yeah. And, it's pretty cool. <laughs> and um, then I've just been watching movies. You know, I saw the Hitman's Bodyguard with Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson last night. It was hilarious. Um, Annabelle comes home. Joke, Joker, Creed two. I just kind of all over the place, and it's been really enjoyable so far. Just trying to make use of that time. But you know, movies were you know that were once going to be released in a theater back in you right. know March, April. They're now showing up on pay per view through cable networks like on demand for like $20 for a 48-hour rental or something like that. Right. Like, for Here's example, the, yep. the, Invisible, yeah, the Invisible Man. That was something I wanted to see in the theaters, but, of course, with the quarantine mm-hmm. stuff, the theaters got shut down, and it's available right. now through pay-per-view. Are you willing to pay $20 to see a theater release movie at home as opposed to going to the theater, yeah. or are you willing to wait? Well, you know what? Um I was thinking about that because I really do want to see Invisible Man. However, there is nothing that is out right now that is some, you know, that I I really, really, really want to see. And it's just, it has to be the same pool um, as if I wanted to go to the movie theater. That's how I base going to the theater. Or you know, I've already said, well, I just watch it on HBO. Meaning, I'll wait for it to come out, either on demand or or whatever. You know, so. Yeah, I haven't, um, no, no, I haven't done it yet. I haven't dropped the gauntlet and <laughs> spent 20 bucks for it. No, no. However, people are. So, uh, they're not yeah. basing themselves I, on me. I um, I was tempted for the Invisible Man, but then I was like, no. Nah. I, I mean, if you have a family of four or more people, it may be worth it because if you were going to go to the theater and pay, you know, $15 a ticket, you're going to be out 45 mm-hmm. bucks plus concessions and you can watch it at home True. and everybody can watch it for 20 bucks. Um, I right. know there was a recent animated movie about some trolls, I don't some trolls movie that came out recently mm-hmm. and it did yeah, very well because mm-hmm. yeah, people were able to watch it at home with their kids and stuff. So I get it. Right. And but I just, I can't do it myself. It doesn't seem worth it to me. I want the movie experience right. if I'm going to, you know, pay that type of money. And even though I have Well, the a, thing about that is, is that a lot of people are um, building their own or making, dedicating a room just to movies, just to, you know, they're buying bigger screen TVs, you know, the 70 inches and up or whatever, and they are, you know, dedicating their homes to that. It used to be something just for the super rich. But if you happen to have a, a room or a basement or whatever, and you want to do that, a lot of people are doing that now. 
You know, so it's yeah. What yeah, it's I think affordable. this is going to end up happening is that a lot of people are are going to be doing that on a more specific basis, and they're saying, you know what, I'm, I can do this. I don't I don't have to have a huge mansion. I just need a space, an extra space, to do that. So I think that's where we're going to be headed, and I think the fact of having it at um this availability is going to be probably more so than not. There's a lot of people who did not want to go to the movies after that, you know, killer, you know, was it a clown killer or whatever who decided uh, yeah, to kill Colorado. everybody in the Batman movie. Yeah, and then, um, I mean, even, even when I, after that, every time I went to the movies, I I looked around and thought, oh, God, I'm going to die in a oh, moment because someone's going to just start yeah. shooting. So, you know, yeah. stuff like that. I think we were already kind of moving in those directions. And so now I think people are going to say, you know what, I can do this at home, you know, and just really go for it, you know, and just so that it's everything right now is a, is going to be a shift in culturally on how we look at the world and how we interact with each other. And I think what's going to end up happening, I was talking to my daughter about this, is having more VIP. You know how, um, like going to concerts. You have like these massive people there, you know, and you're sitting up yes. in the bleachers and you're looking up at a big screen when you could, you know, it's like, well, I could be at home looking at a big screen. Why do I have to be here looking at a big screen? But um, they're going to have more intimate kind of platforms where, yeah, you're going to pay a lot of money, but it's just going to be you and maybe 50 people sitting there with your drinks and, you know, maybe a dinner or whatever, and you're just going to be close up close to your star and it's going to be completely VIP and that's the way it's going to work and if you want to watch live then you can do that on demand you can on demand it which is what there a lot of people are doing right now so it's going to be a shift on how people interact with entertainment and a lot of things so it definitely New world is. order and <laughs> yeah and you know I I built my man cave over the course of a few few years I pieced it together mm-hmm. to get the home theater that I wanted. And I don't get right. me wrong, it still won't doesn't compare to a forty foot screen and, you know, sixteen speakers in a movie right. theater. Right. Well, but yeah. <laughs> I still can get, you know, the experience of, you know, a big screen and surround sound at, at from home, which is really cool. And mm-hmm. you know, this whole quarantine thing is going to change the way theaters function. Like you said, if they don't come up with some type of like a, maybe a VIP service or something you mentioned or something to entice mm-hmm. you, you really have no reason to go back. Now, a lot of movie theaters in my area have redesigned to start selling food and alcohol. And of course, right. that's going yeah. to help. Yeah. You know, but they right. you can turn it something. into more of that VIP kind of thing where you are exactly. drinking. It's like a full experience of a date or a night out. So you don't want a whole yes. bunch of people because that'll take away from what you're trying to do. So, yeah. You're right. And so that's something they have to work on. And another thing that I think that they've kind of dropped the ball on and they have an opportunity still, um, and that's mm-hmm. virtual, virtual reality, like the Oculus Rift and oh. some of the devices. Yes. Because, yes. I mean, mm-hmm. if you have an opportunity to sell someone a concert ticket where they can sit at home mm-hmm. on their couch and watch it through this virtual reality you know, device over their face, and feel like right. they're there, front row. Hey, exactly. you're killing off of that. You know, you, you know can basically I, have a concert um, with no fans 
you know, present, but still, you know, have give but them that experience. Still kind of present. Right. And maybe they can be an avatar, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you have the avatar situation where each person who signed into the, um, you know, it's kind of the virtual reality, they become an avatar. You can choose your avatar, and they sit in the seat, and then they can clap and everything. And so the people who are just watching it, like on TV or whatever, um, yeah, they can get that kind of experience. But, yeah, they already ha- they have that, as you probably know, where you can go in, and there are stars who have done the kind of a 360 thing, and they talk to the camera, they talk about what they're doing, and but it's not live, you know, it's you know, what they did already, and you're right there with them, you're looking at their face, you're sitting yeah. beside them, he's talking to you, whatever. It's, you know, they already have that, but yeah, if they have a live thing, oh, forget about it. People are going to be willing to spend 100 to $200 to be right there next to whoever, whoever Drake or whoever you want to see, Beyonce. Oh, forget about it. Beyonce, they'll pay <laughs> they'll pay their rent to see, you know, to yes, be next they will. to her. And she, and, she and guides honesty, you through it, you know? Yeah, and you'll come out probably cheaper because rather than have a, having to travel out of town, pay for the hotel, right. pay for the tickets, right. food, clothing, all that stuff, you're spending, you're still spending probably 200 bucks, but you're at home. You know, so yeah, I think you don't NBA have to worry about is, parking and all that, right. and the traffic, all that stuff. Right, right. I think the NBA has already jumped on this. Um, I haven't experienced mm. it myself, but I've heard about the NBA having um, something virtual where you're sitting courtside and you can watch the game as it goes on. But uh, right, that's just something yeah. I have to try to figure out. But they need to jump on that because this is the perfect opportunity. And let me go to the phones. She's calling from the natural state of Arkansas. Please welcome on Amy to the Talk to Q radio show. Amy, what's happening? Hey, Quincy. Hey, Crystal. How's everybody doing? Hey, Amy. Hello. Hey, how are you, Amy? All right. Well, just uh, trying to survive this weather here in Arkansas. That's what's been really the biggest, a bigger pain in my butt than COVID. No, mm. oh, geez. Well, hopefully you can. It's been kind of of a chameleon, but um, you know it's going to be a hundred degrees before you know it. So, all right, Amy, you got <laughs> yeah. in just in time for our for our last question before I get ready to wrap things up. Um, it's been pretty much the Q on one with Crystal up until this point, but uh, we've been having a good time. And Amy, how often these days do you find yourself watching the news? I mean, are you captivated by the endless stories of COVID-19, or do you find yourself shying away from it a bit? Maybe you have, you know, corona fatigue. Absolutely not. I'm not watching the news. I I mean, I am half-assed basically watching, you know, Asa Hutchison, my Arkansas governor, um, listening to his brief and speeches every day, but as far you know, as listening to the president and everybody talk about it, and and the news channels and and just everybody going on and on and on and on about it. No, uh, uh-uh. I'm not. Uh, I mean, I'm just basically trying to keep up with what's open, what's closed in in Arkansas, and I'm not from from the moment that this all started. I just said I wasn't going to dwell on it. 
You know, I'm going to do what I'm told. I'm only going to go to the store if I have to, go buy what I need, you know, no hoarding and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and I'm just not going to, you know, dwell on it. I, uh, okay, Crystal, what about you? I got better things to Are do you? with my time. I, I'm t- <laughs> The last presidential election, the news really burnt me. And I swore I never wanted to watch the news, CNN, Fox News, none of them. I was just so sick of all of that, you know, mess back and forth and, you know, the aftermath of Trump being elected and everything. And I just didn't want to hear it no more. So you won't find CNN or Fox News on my phone. All right, Crystal, what about you? Are, do you find yourself watching the news more, or um, have you kind of gotten tired of it? Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't well, – I mean, I'm with Amy. I can't watch the news. I mean, at first, you know, when this all first came out, you know, back in March and beginning of April, I was really, of course, tuned in because I wanted to see what's next, what's happening you know, especially with my illustrious governor, uh, Gretchen, <laughs> the dragon lady, Whitmer. Um, she, you know, she really kept people up to date. And I love the way she doesn't, you know, give in to anybody. And she's like, fuck you, this is what we're doing. And that's the end of that conversation. I love it. But um, but after a while, I just now, I just, I just get the highlights. Um, my daughter, who's in Chicago, she is like, so into it. So she sends me updates. Did you hear this? Here, watch this video. Oh, my God, it's a conspiracy. I'm like, oh, God. And um, I, was like, I can't do it. I mean, you know you know how bad I know it's gotten for me is when I start, I tune into Disney and I watch all Disney movies. And I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah, that's pretty bad. So, me oh and my, my daughter watched so, Disney Plus all day yesterday. I know. We watched it's like the Rescuers and The Lion King and... I still haven't watched the new Lion King. She was was a little five-year-old girl again, and she's 30 now. (laughs) Well, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. You want to be a child again and innocent because I can't take it. I can't take it. But I do, you know, when I go on YouTube, I do look at highlights, you know, from the news and stuff like that and what's being said. But I can't sit through a full thing. Now, I do watch in the mornings. Before I quote unquote go to work, um, I do watch um, the local news because I want to know what's you know what's happening around here. But um, and but I'm done. I mean, I used to watch, you know, GMA, Good Morning America, and all that. But now, but they're talking about the same thing. So I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. It's just too much. I can't do it. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I agree. I find myself not watching as much. Um, anytime I see something that's not corona related, and don't get me wrong, for those out there who may have family members affected by the coronavirus, I'm not saying it's not important by any means. Um, but I'm not saying I'm not watching it. I'm just not watching it 24-7, you know. Um, I'm paying attention to the news stories that aren't related to corona like um, the horrible story out of Georgia when a young black man was jogging and he was tracked down by two
two white guys and end up getting shot and killed. Uh, you know, that's the type of story I'm following right now. That is absolutely ridiculous. Um, fortunately, they did get arrested tonight. But, I mean, this was two yeah. months ago. They should have been in jail, you know. Um, yeah, I get sick exactly. of that type of stuff. But those are the type of stories I'm paying attention to right now. And the coronavirus thing is kind of on the back burner because there's so much information out there that mm-hmm. I really feel like I can turn on my TV at any time and get updates. You know, I'm, when I'm watching my local news, there's always a ticker as far as, you know, the number of, of people infected, the number of people who have died and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And my heart goes out to those who have been impacted. Um, I know some people in New York City where it is just horrible, you know, and like shouts out to people like Salahuddin, um, a former caller, or uh, Milani Billups, people who are up there. Uh, it's a madhouse up there. And so I, I feel badly, but it's just so much of it in front of us in the news that um, it kind of numbs you to it a little bit. And I don't want to get to that point. So I pull back, you know, and uh, just One try to focus on some of the other stories. member on our missing persons page is uh, she's a, a, a guard at the prison in New York. And it, it man, this is all, she said, it is bad, it's devastating, and it is scary, and it is just, it's taking a real bad emotional toll on her. I can imagine for those on the front line and who have to be, you know, out there and working with the people, I mean, that has to be very difficult for them. And, you know, I wish them the best. And any time um, an infect or a, a disease is so bad that they're talking about releasing Big Meech <laughs> from prison, you know it's bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, he's um, done his time. He's been in there a long time. So... <laughs> <laughs> so Right. I mean, it it is something to take seriously, and it's going to reshape our society. And for those who are under 21, who haven't got a chance to just get out and spread your wings and experience the world, I'm sorry. That's all I can say. I don't know what life is going to be like for you when you turn 21. Um, I don't know if you're going to be able to enjoy a concert like Coachella or the Essence Festival the same way. I don't know if you'll be able to go and, you know, sit courtside at a basketball game or go. I mean, I don't know how anything is going to be affected. We we are just waiting and seeing right now. I mean, we have more important things with 33 million people out of work and people trying to eat. But um, life is, has changed as we know, as we know it. And uh, all we can do in the meantime is try to be safe. And I would hope people are still focusing on staying at home. And if you're going to be at home, you may as well be watching some TV and trying to take your mind away from all of this stuff as best as you can. So we'll go ahead and get into our final thoughts. And, Amy, I know you got on late, but um, I guess what you can do for your final thoughts, Amy, is let us know what you're watching right now. What are you binge watching? I know you well, mentioned the Disney Plus. I, I, have been, I have been binge watching um, you know, based, I've watched a lot of great documentaries. Tubi TV has some excellent documentaries. You know, Hulu, Netflix, cool. of course, like everyone, I've gotten into the Tiger King. Um, but what I wanted to mention to you, the one 
show that I've been binge-watching that I wanted to mention to you, Quincy, and to Buck. And is it Ray and Eminem from Mississippi, too? Um, Eminem is is from Mississippi. I I think Ray was born okay. here. Yes. Well, I got into a show on um, Netflix called Innocence Files with Barry Sheck. You remember Barry Sheck? He worked on the OJ case. And he, Barry Sheck is kind of the one that kind of first started the first Innocence Project and freeing people on DNA and stuff. Well, uh-huh. he goes over um, like eight cases of where people were sent to prison on bad, um, bad evidence. These two guys, these two black men, in Mississippi, went to prison for similar crimes, and in each case, the same coroner said that the bite marks on the victims matched these two men. Well, Barry Sheck gets a hold of both cases, come to find out one man committed both crimes, and those two guys where one was sent for life without parole and the other one was sent to death row for crimes that they didn't commit on that. Yeah, evidence. that was um, um, the guy's name. One guy's name was Brooks, uh, like LeVon Brooks LeVon, or something. The other LeVon, guy's name. LeVon. Yeah, another guy was Brewer, somebody Brewer. Yeah, and, and I mean, it, it was just, it just floored me. I was like, "My gosh!" I mean, it was heartbreaking. It and it was infuriating. But there's a lot of other, you know, good cases and everything. But I want uh, if you haven't seen it yet, you need to watch it. it it's just it's 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 a really really good show. And uh, yeah, that yeah, happened. I've been uh, I know. <laughs> I've been binge watching air disasters, uh, which is air crash investigations, where they investigate plane crashes. And just basically, I watch a lot. I've been watching a lot of great documentaries. I watched one on Prince, Anna Nicole Smith, Bobby Christina, um, and what I'm keeping up with most in the news is the Lori Vallow's case with the two kids, the, the doomsday mom, Lori hmm. Vallow's and Chad Daybell in Utah, and all this pile of dead people surrounding them, and the kids have been missing for eight months, and she won't tell nobody oh, where yeah. they're at. Right. And they think that the, end, the world's going to end on July 22nd, 2020. Yeah, that's what I've been basically following the new it following in the news mostly. Okay. Hmm. Oh my God. All right. talking well. about all that virtual reality and, 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 and stuff. I just don't like that stuff. I I'm old school. I want to pay. I want to get a ticket. I want to fight traffic <laughs> and I want to go see a concert live. I don't like all this virtual reality stuff. I think it desensitizes us, and I think it depersonalizes us. I'm going to let you have the 
I'm going to let you have the crowds in the parking. If I can sit on my couch, I'll pay for it. I promise you that. I am so over crowds. Yeah, I am so over crowds and parking and being uncomfortable or having some nut stand up in front of you who's six foot eight and you can't see anything. No, let me be at the house. I uh, know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Crystal, I, I final mean, thought. Yeah, it, it, it's convenient. I like the convenience of it. I just feel like it just desocializes and depersonalizes and desensitizes us. I, I don't disagree, but I'm to that point in my life. But yeah, <laughs> Crystal, wrap it up for me. I think me. it's the age we're at, Quincy. I think so, too. Go ahead, Crystal. Yeah, been there, done that. Um, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, you know, just to speak to Amy's point, I... I've gone through to a lot of concerts and it always ends up I'm extremely uncomfortable. Or I really have to pee, but I don't want to leave my you know, go through all that. And and of course when you get to the women's bathroom it's always packed. And it's just and then I wanna get concessions and there's a line. It's like ah So yeah. But you are there. I get what you're saying, you're there. The um, performer is there, and you are part of this atmosphere of people and everything. But yeah, I I get that. So I, I you know, but that's why I said that you know, I would pay and others would pay, you know, a higher price for the same experience without the crowds. Meaning they would pay to go into a VIP situation where it's it's a smaller platform. A lot more money, but there are concert tickets are already moving up to into the hundreds, you know, because they keep adding on little extras and all that. So they can just do it all in one fell swoop. You, there isn't there's no bad seats in the house, you know. You're right there, and for me, I got that um, experience when I was much younger. I just moved to Vegas, and I went to see Diana Ross at. Caesar's Palace, and it was you. There was only enough room for forty people in in the in the space that they had for her. It was a VIP wow. situation, so you paid you paid a lot of money, not much as much as you pay now. But the the great thing about Diana Ross, as we all know, she would always come into the crowd. That was her thing. You know, she'd come into the crowd. She'd sing right next to you. She would take your hand. She would you know come to each table. So there was no bad seat in the house, and it was amazing. So when I went to my other com- uh, concerts after that, I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> you know? But um, but I think, I mean, I think, it, you know, it's going to be a shift. It's going to be a change. Um, as far as my final thoughts, um, you know, there's lots of great movies and TV out there. It's kind of funny. You talk about um, – age or personalities or whatever, Amy, I mean, like for me, there's a lot of people who are really struggling with being at home and um, and not having anything to do. My daughter calls me every day. It's like, okay, I went to this store because I didn't have anything to do, or I decided to, to clean my closet because I didn't have anything to do. I need to be doing something. I was like, well, that's because you're in your 20s <laughs> and you need to feel like you're, you're you know, you're productive or whatever the fuck. I was like, I've been productive. I've already done that. 
So I'm, you know, I love the fact that, yeah, I still work. I still get up and I'm going to go from my bed to my office, you know, a little office nook of my bedroom and or out to the living room or whatever. And there's a TV. I have my TV. I have all that. And I, you know, I'm still at work. I do the same damn thing, but um, just not looking into people's faces that I don't feel like looking at all damn day long or hearing their stupid chatter while I'm trying to work. I love this. <laughs> you know, so when they say go back to work, I'm like, oh, God, this is horrible. Um, but I love it. And, you know, if I could retire right now and do this, I would do exactly the same thing I'm doing right now except for, you know, the working crap. I just do, <laughs> you know. And, I mean, seriously, I'm o- I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over, you know, working. But, I've, I've you know, I've been doing this for decades. So, for others, it's it's a struggle. And as far as um, socializing, I didn't really socialize that much. I mean, you know, I socialized when I wanted to um, with people and I go out or and if I actually showed up, that would be amazing. People were like, oh my god, you actually came. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because usually I'll say I'll be there, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. But um. So this is perfect for me, as, you know, but, uh, and, and uh, other people, you know, like me, <laughs> but the thing is, this is a cultural shift. The, things will change. I don't know if, and that's why I don't like the protesters who are talking about, let's get back out there. I was like, just hold on a minute. You know, they act like, you know how you have a horrible relationship and you, we talked about this many times before on the show, you've had horrible mm-hmm. relationship and what do you do? Instead of taking a break and relaxing and getting your shit together and understanding why that was a horrible relationship, you get right back into another one, and you, you're <laughs> right back at it. So that's exactly what, you know, the coronavirus is, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, you had a horrible time. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people died, and um, a lot of people got sick when they got better. But if you go back out there immediately – you know, because you're bored and you want to do the things you used to do and you're, you know, you're tired of looking at your wife, you're tired of looking at your husband and you got, you can't believe the kids are who they are because you only saw them for two hours a day and now you got to see them for eight, 16 hours a day. Mm-hmm. You're like, what the hell is this? So, and now you want to get back out there, but there's still the same bullshit out there waiting for you. So we just need to relax. Okay. And as I, I talked about my governor today, Whitmer, the um, the stay at home to the twenty eighth instead of the fifteenth. All okay. my governor um, cares about is money, 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 money. Well, see, that's the thing. That's and that's you know a lot of people. Yeah, they want. They, I understand. They want to work. They want to do these things. But the businesses, they have to. What they're realizing now is that maybe I should have had a curbside to go, like a couple of restaurants did. Maybe I should have signed up with DoorDash and um, Uber Eats. Maybe I should have done these things, but I didn't do it because, oh, no, people are coming in. They don't need that. They don't want that. And now they're realizing, oh, my God, I should have did this already, and now I'm behind. I'm behind the curve, you know. So now they are having to do this, you know. And, yes, it's going to change. It's going to change things. But um, in a lot of those stores where there's no people in there except for one or two people, and you go in and you shop and then you leave, you know, because it's it's already on your card, that's what's going to pop up even more and more, you know. So I'm sorry, guys, but this is the new way of living. And 
you know, even if things open back up, there are going to be plenty of people who are like, nope, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to order my food or I'm just going to, you know, I'm not going to risk it. I'm not going to risk it. So they're going to have to change even though they don't want to. So my whole thing is, you know, enjoy watching your TV. Um, You know, do what you can. Don't spend more than you can. Um, And just shift. And you shouldn't be spending as much anyway because if you're at home, you know, you don't have the gas. The insurance companies, you know, are not charging as much, and some of them are giving money back for car insurance and things like that. So, and then the uh, mortgages and everything. And I would say to people, hey, <laughs> don't think that you can't, you don't have to pay your mortgage. <laughs> don't think that you don't have to pay your rent. You're going to have to pay it. It may not be today. You may can yeah. hold it over for a few months, but you're still going to have to pay it. It's going to be a lump sum, or maybe you can work something out. And they are talking about, doing a whole thing where they can waive it and maybe the government will pay for it or something. But the thing is, you know, you still have to be, you know, careful and everything. But, uh uh-oh, I hear the clock ticking on me. Oh, my God. All right, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. I appreciate your contribution. And um, in the chat room, um, Green Beasley commented about Diana Ross when you mentioned her. And said, Diana Ross is old and doesn't have sex appeal anymore. She should charge half price. <laughs> and um, there's a uh, well, of that stuff. was like twenty something years ago. Hello, grow up. Green <laughs> <laughs> right. Beasley has a ton of ton of con- contributions in the chat room, and I appreciate it. I haven't been able to keep up with all of it, but I appreciate it. Um, I also asked if Vegas was open, and um, I saw that. Vegas um, has phase one. Nevada has phase one of reopening starting on Saturday. So at some point, Vegas is going to be back into effect for those who are looking to get back out there and, you know, gamble or do whatever. I'm just going to stay at house at the house and watch some TV. So and keep leaving, living my quarantine life. So, all right. Well, I appreciate you, Crystal. I appreciate you, Amy. Shouts out to Dr. Willis. I think his birthday was yesterday. And uh, Happy birthday, Dr. Willis Bobby. Is what, 58, 59 years old? No, I'm just kidding. He's younger than I am. I think he's mid 40s. <laughs> so, a shout out to Dr. What are you Willis. Talking about? He's like 70 birthday, years man. old. <laughs> all right. And in two weeks, we will be. Back on the air and live, discussion, discussing relationships again. Uh, we'll talk about dating single parents. Do you shy away from it or do you not have a problem with it? That's coming on May 21st at 8.30 Eastern Time on the Talk to Q Radio Show. No experts, just opinions. That should be a good one. So, again, my thanks to Crystal and Amy and... Green Beasley in the chat room, and those of you who listened and participated on Facebook, there were a couple of comments I was not able to get to. I saw one from my friend Tawana Johnson um, of the Ladies' Night Podcast. But uh, everyone, enjoy your evening. Stay safe, okay? Be sure to stay safe out there. And, you know, do the smart thing. If you're required to wear a mask, then please wear a mask and all that good stuff. And... Peace out, and we'll catch you in a couple of weeks on live. 
And in the meantime, go to TalkToQ.com, sign up for my email newsletter, so that way you can keep up with when the show drops and you can be prepared to uh, have it in your inbox every time we have something going on. So everyone have a good time and peace out. My name is Quincy, and this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. Call it, go ahead. Hey Q, how are you? What up, what up? Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. Bad man posted some of the chat room that almost made me choke over here. My man Ray out there in New Jersey. Ray, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? You know, I ain't telling you don't screw. Screwing is cool. Some women are down for it. Yeah. I said some, not all. This is a show that people are supposed to get their opinion and tell what they think. Hey. Is that it? All right.